0: The Silent Mind, Jill Bolte-Taylor's Life in the Right Hemisphere. What is it like to live in the world of the right hemisphere? In this episode, we're going to explore what it's like to experience the world exclusively through right hemisphere modes of perception. Remember that we're exploring the hemisphere hypothesis, which states that the two hemispheres of the brain present us with very different perspectives on what's going on. We're working on the idea that we get muddled when the left hemisphere takes control and dominates our thinking. We need both hemispheres to collaborate with each other, so when one or the other dominates, we get muddled. We can unmuddle our minds, therefore, by getting the two hemispheres to collaborate, while making sure that the right hemisphere is in charge of managing the collaboration. As we progress through this podcast series, we will gradually uncover details about how the two hemispheres differ, how they each have their own unique perspectives on life. The description of hemispheric differences that emerges will not be the pop-science generalizations that, uh, for example, the right hemisphere is the creative brain and the left hemisphere is the rational brain. There is much more subtlety and nuance to the differences. But one dramatic way to learn about the real differences is to explore what happens when people are forced to use just one hemisphere or the other. A lot of what we know about hemispheric differences comes from studies of people who have suffered some kind of injury to one side of the brain. This is what happened to Jill Bolte-Taylor, whose story is the focus of this episode. She had a massive stroke in her left hemisphere and ended up living almost exclusively through her right hemisphere. What was that like? Her story is an engaging portal into the unique ecosystem of the right hemisphere. Jill Bolte Taylor lived for eight years without full use of her left hemisphere. Her book, My Stroke of Insight, provides terrific insight into what life inside the right hemisphere is like. Bolte Taylor was a neuroanatomist. She studied the anatomy of the brain. And as such, she was well aware of the bihemispheric nature of her brain. She knew her brain was divided into two hemispheres that had very different ways of relating to the world. In fact, she recognized as a child that her hemispheres were unequal, in their natural abilities. She says, My right hemisphere excelled at understanding the big picture of ideas and concepts, but my left hemisphere had to work extremely hard to memorize random facts and details. She favored her right hemisphere, showing much more interest in how things were intuitively related than in the left hemisphere specialization of how things were categorically different. Her mind preferred thinking in pictures as opposed to language. Note that her right hemisphere is the hemisphere that deals with the big picture of ideas and concepts. The right hemisphere is good at taking in the gestalt of what's going on. Now, if you're not familiar with this German word, it means an organized whole that is perceived as more than the sum of its parts. So where the left hemisphere breaks experience apart into random facts and details, as Bolte-Taylor noted, the right hemisphere sees how everything fits together. It looks for unity and cohesion. On the morning of December 10, 1996, Jill Bolte-Taylor experienced a rare form of stroke, a major hemorrhage unexpectedly erupted in the left side of her head. Within four hours, as she writes in her book, quote, through the eyes of a curious brain anatomist, I watched my mind completely deteriorate in its ability to process information, End quote. So she ended up curled up in a little fetal ball, unable to walk, talk, read, write, or recall any of her life. She says, I felt my spirit surrender to my death. She describes a dramatic cessation of almost everything that supports normal life. But bolty Taylor did not die. She miraculously managed to call for help and got to the hospital in time for a team of doctors to save her and, and give her a chance of recovering. And during this long recovery, spanning eight years, she lived largely without the benefit of her left hemisphere. She lived inside the world of her right hemisphere. Her book, Stroke of Insight, is, as she describes, a, quote, documentation of the journey I took into the formless abyss of a silent mind. The formless abyss of a silent mind, where the essence of my being became enfolded in a deep inner peace. Note that Balte Taylor characterizes her right hemisphere as her silent mind. While both hemispheres normally contribute to the comprehension of language, the actual production of speech is localized in the left hemisphere. So when Balty Taylor lost the use of her left hemisphere, she lost language. She lost the ability to communicate with people through the spoken word, and she began life in a silent kingdom. She also describes life in the right hemisphere as a formless abyss, Remember that it is the left hemisphere that breaks the holistic gestalt of experience into identifiable objects, into things, objects, artifacts, words, concepts, and so on. If you remove this left hemisphere propensity to create artificial boundaries around things, you are left with experience devoid of distinguishable forms. No borders, no edges, no horizon lines. When the left hemisphere stops dividing experience into bits and pieces, the right hemisphere experiences the world, at least in Bolte-Taylor's case, as a formless abyss. Yet this formless abyss was not frightening or distressing in the least. On the contrary, being transported into the seeming void evoked a feeling of deep inner peace and somehow brought Bolte-Taylor closer to the essence of her being, as she describes it. These descriptions introduce us to a number of fascinating characteristics of hemispheric differences that we will continue to explore throughout our podcast series. For one, what does the essence of one's being mean, and why does it seem to be found in the right hemisphere? Or, looking at the question the other way around, why did the extinction of left hemisphere processing give Bolte taylor access to the essence of her being? Could it be that the sense of self constructed by the left hemisphere is recognized as being trite and artificial from the right hemisphere point of view? Perhaps this is what Buddhists mean when they talk about our self being an illusion. Perhaps they are referring to the self or multiple selves that is constructed by the left hemisphere to label and categorize the various roles we assume during our lifetime. The left hemisphere's compulsion to define us with fixed identities, mother, father, child, carpenter, cook, manager, boss, servant, Democrat, Republican, patriot, rebel, and on and on and on, perhaps from the right hemisphere point of view, these labels are arbitrary, superficial, transient, and illusory. The felt essence of our being resides, uh, our, our intuitive sense of, a, of being a unified being, is probably experienced through the right hemisphere, and may only reveal itself fully once the chatter of the left hemisphere has been silenced. bolte taylors description of finding deep inner peace also invites us to consider the quest for self-transcendence, Haven't we all at one time or another, in one way or another, longed to experience inner peace? Is it possible that inner peace is found by quieting the left hemisphere? Bolte Taylor seems to suggest that it is. She reports a profound shift in consciousness as her stroke progressed that morning in December. She says, quote, my consciousness shifted into a perception that I was at one with the universe. Since that time, I have come to understand how it is that we are capable of having a mystical or metaphysical experience relative to our brain anatomy. End taylors description of life in the right hemisphere does indeed echo descriptions given by religious mystics. St. Teresa, for example, says, quote, In the horizon of union, the soul is fully awake as regards God, but wholly asleep as regard things of this world and in respect of herself." Had St. Teresa found some way to still the ramblings of her left hemisphere, which attends to things of this world, and, and instead found herself immersed in the formless abyss of the right hemisphere? a void that she experienced as the, quote, horizon of union with a transcendent deity? Or how about the reports of people like Aldous Huxley and Alan Watts who eloquently described their altered states of consciousness brought about by the consumption of psychedelics? As Watts commented, mystical experiences are, I quote, those peculiar states of consciousness in which the individual discovers himself to be one continuous process with God, with the universe, with the ground of being, or whatever name he may use by cultural conditioning or personal preference for the ultimate and eternal reality. End quote. Is a psychedelic trip a shortened version of what Bolte Taylor experienced for eight long years? These are questions we'll explore in subsequent podcasts. For Bolte Taylor, the path towards inner peace involved a massive stroke that knocked out her left hemisphere. Are there easier, less destructive ways to achieve a mystical experience, easier ways to still the left hemisphere and to live more fully in touch with the right hemisphere? I think there are and we will explore these possible routes to Revelation in subsequent podcasts. We will consider practices like prayer, meditation, mystical rituals, music, communing with nature, or the use of psychedelic drugs, to name a few. Bolte Taylor made a full recovery, but it took eight years of dogged work to restore the function of her left hemisphere. Her recovery took longer than it might have because she wasn't sure she wanted to make the journey back. Life in the right hemisphere was idyllic. She had no responsibilities and luxuriated in a deep inner peace. In our next episode, we will talk about Jill Bolte-Taylor's remarkable recovery that was driven, in part, by her realization that she needed to return to a life beyond selfless transcendence. As blissful as her life in the right hemisphere felt, she needed to recover the use of her left hemisphere in order to resume her duties of daily living, her career, her responsibilities, and her relationships to others. If you want to learn more about MindRamp, please visit our website at www.mindramp.org. M I N D R A M P.org. To learn more about the coaching, presentations, and trainings we offer, go to the programs page. At the beginning of this episode, I mentioned our podcasts on how to keep your brain healthy. You can access those podcasts for free from our resources page at our website. Well, thanks for listening, and thanks for working to keep your brain healthy and your mind sharp. We need your mature minds. Live long, live well, and do what you can to make the world a better place for everyone.